0: I'm your host, AJ Andrews of com, back in the saddle again to actually talk to you about Blue Jay stuff. So that seems like a nice little detour from our last episode. Um, basically, going to focus on what the Blue Jays can actually learn from watching the postseason play out the way it did. So there are a couple main takeaways that I think the Blue Jays' front office would be best to follow when it comes to the trying to build a team that can compete with a Washington or a Houston or, or try to get to that point where they're celebrating with champagne and, and booze goggles and all that fun stuff. So... I want to take a moment and just, like, disseminate them with y'all. So the first thing that I think the Blue Jays can learn, and I, I don't think this is going to be a brand new lesson for the Blue Jays. I think they're very much aware of what they need to do. And that first lesson is... They need starting pitching. Shock, I know. But it became very clear in the postseason that if you had those frontline starters that you knew you could turn to, I mean, you look at the World Series, five of the top 15, 20 starters were in the World Series. Steven Strasburg, Max Scherzer, Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, and Zach Rinke. And even the starters that weren't being used as starters in the World Series, Washington made Patrick Corbin essentially a three-inning guy coming out of the bullpen because their bullpen was disastrous. I mean, no offense, they had two 2019 Blue Jays in there, and one of them was their closer. And, you know, Daniel Hudson pitched brilliantly during the World Series. Not going to take that away from him. He was a warrior, and he deserves his ring. Javi Guerra, maybe not so much, but hey, Javi Guerra is a World Series champion now, so can't take that away. Anyway, the Nationals essentially had a six-person pitching staff for the majority of that World Series. Yes, they would use guys like Tanner Rainey and Wander Suero and Fernando Rodney if the game was a blowout or if they, they felt they were out of it, but For the most part, it was Strasburg, Scherzer, Anibal Sanchez, Patrick Corbin, Sean Doolittle, Daniel Hudson. That's the six they rolled with. And they had that luxury because they had starters that they knew would be able to give them innings. And they had a starter who they knew they could throw out there in the pen. Now, Houston's use of its pitching staff is going to be debated since... You know, Garrett Colden pitching in Game 7, and you had, like, Jose Urquidy pitching a lot of innings. Will Harris made way too many appearances. Ryan Presley, garbage person. You know, that whole deal. But Houston had a very similar strategy in that it wanted to get those starters deep, let them work, and then use Will Harris, Joe Smith, garbage person, To try and shorten it up. So the Blue Jays don't have anyone who can do that. I think we've seen that proven this season. However, there's hope that there are pitchers that can do that coming up. And that's going to be the biggest thing for the Blue Jays is getting these pitchers who can give you seven innings. And right now it's not certain that anyone in the blue jays organization can do that certainly not on the major league roster i mean if if i had to pick someone in the blue jays organization to start a game 7 right now it's probably matt shoemaker and that's not a good option for anyone, And and yes, I know Nate Pearson's a prospect. But that's the thing. Nate Pearson has to prove he can go seven. He has to prove he's healthy enough to maintain that velocity over a long stretch of time, over a Strasburg-like stretch of time. Steven Strasburg went eight and a third innings. Can you name a Blue Jays pitcher that you are comfortable with throwing out there for eight and a half innings? I can't right now. So... That's one of the biggest things the Blue Jays have to do. They have to either develop the talent like the Nationals did with Steven Strasburg, or they have to go out and buy the talent like the Nationals did with Max Scherzer and Patrick Corbin and like the Astros did with literally everyone on their roster. Because while the Astros showed they can tank with the best of them, they didn't show they could develop pitching with the best of them. Or Quiddy, I think, is the only homegrown pitcher that the Astros used in in that World Series. Him and him and Josh James, I think, are the only ones. And and they were both like swing men. So while it's while it's nice to hope that Nate Pearson can be that guy, eventually the Blue Jays are going to have to find the premier starting pitching talent and bring it in. And that will be expensive, but it will be a worthwhile investment once they actually identify the pitchers that are going to line up with when this offense is good. You can develop offense. Houston developed offense. Washington developed offense. It's so easy to develop offense, but it's finding that pitching staff and building that pitching staff that wins titles. So if the Blue Jays can put Nate Pearson in that class, great. If they want to wait and and see Adam kloffenstein and Simeon Woods Richardson and... And some of the other kids, Eric Pardino, who are who are starting to come up, but do want to wait for them, that's great. But if they actually want to contend in twenty twenty one, then they're going to have to build that pitching staff. And, you know, Garrett Cole's gonna be coming off the market. Steven Strasberg's are gonna be coming off the market. You're not gonna get those guys. So you're gonna to have to start identifying those targets now and working towards getting them when the team is going to be good and when this team can make a push. Much like when the Blue Jays were successful, they identified David Price. They went out and got him. They they signed J. Hap. They, they brought in Marco Estrada. They developed those guys. So they, that's going to be the main thing to do for the Blue Jays. There's one other thing that they should be doing. And I will elaborate a little bit more on that right after this message. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So I spent the first half of this podcast essentially repeating what I think people have been saying about the Blue Jays for literally years, which is they need starting pitching. Shock. Again. I know. Repeating myself again. But... There is one other thing that I think was overshadowed a little bit, and it, it, did, it did come back to the forefront in Game 7 um, when Howie Kendrick hit that go ahead two run home run. And that's something I'm not sure this front office is, is willing to do just yet, and that's make the addition of veterans who have been there before and can help stabilize a clubhouse when it comes to that big moment. When you look at the Nationals, there's, there were so many guys that had no World Series experience. I mean, Anibal Sanchez and Fernando Rodney and Max Scherzer had it in like 2011 with Detroit. That's eight years ago. Other than that, you have, you know, young guys like Juan Soto, Victor Robles, Anthony Rendon, Trey Turner. They're in their first World Series, but they were able to look to these older guys like Ryan Zimmerman like Howie Kendrick um like Gerardo Parra like Daniel Hudson bringing in these veteran guys who you know have seen a lot of stuff who knew how to handle it like at hit Kendrick and Eaton were the two biggest hitters for the Nationals in that game 7 you can you can give me Rendon's home run Rendon's home run kicked it off but Adam Eaton was a thorn In the Houston side, Howie Kendrick delivered that two-run shot because he remembered Will Harris. He remembered what came up. And that's a big thing, being able to recognize what you need to do against a guy in a certain situation. Right now, the Blue Jays have an incredibly young team. Justin Smoke is the oldest position player on the roster, and he's probably not coming back as much as myself and other fans would love to see Justin Smoke back. In a Blue uniform next season. At least for next season. Just to have a guy there who, you know, is is a veteran presence. But other than that, the oldest guy is like Randall Gritchuk. And Gritch, I love him, but he's not he's not got a lot of experience when it comes to those situations we were talking about. The, those, those do or die playoff situations. There, There's no one basically on that blue jays roster who remembers the 2015 2016 runs it's Justin Smoke it's Ryan Tapera and that's it that's it even Dalton Pompey is not going to be around so it's going to be imperative that the blue jays front office is able to identify veterans who while they can still contribute at a major league level like you don't want to just sign um, you don't want to sign Brett Gardner if Brett Gardner is falling apart. You don't want to sign Jacoby Ellsbury just because Jacoby Ellsbury has won a World Series. You want to sign guys who you can identify, who can contribute in a variety of roles. Howie Kendrick played second base, played first base, was DH for for this Washington team. They got A guy like Isdrubal Cabrera off the scrap heap from Texas who came in and played solid second base and solidified that position for them. They had Brian Dozier on the bench, Gerardo Parra on the bench. They had had all these guys who, while they weren't really used, they had things that they brought to the table. Like Dozier was able to mash left-handers. Parra was able to provide a power swing if needed. Matt Adams could provide a power swing if needed. Howie Kendrick provided a couple power swings. So being able to identify those guys who would take, say, a Brandon Drury role and and be able to, to give you some third base or some first base while providing that pop. Who's able to play in that Gerardo Para role and and just be able to influence a clubhouse while still providing some offense, while still providing a guy who can go out there and and play every other day. I know with all the prospects that the Blue Jays have coming up, it's tempting to just give them the keys and let them run with it. But you need a driving instructor before you can start hitting the highway with these kids. So I think that's going to be the biggest thing. And and again, I think they do have someone like that on their roster in Justin Smoke. but there are going to be options available. Adam Eaton, I believe, is a free agent. So if you want to bring him in to play the outfield, go for it. Like let, let Adam Eaton impart his wisdom on the youngsters. If if you really don't want Justin Smoke, if you want to upgrade at first base, Ryan Zimmerman's a free agent. He'll probably return on a discount deal to the nationals, but if you wanna give him a luck, get some World Series experience into this organization and let them learn. Like they they did that kinda with the pitching. They brought in Clay Buckles, who has a World Series rank. And you saw the benefit of that Clay Buckles had on that pitching staff with, with the things he was able to teach the guys like Trent Thornton and and some of the other younger guys. Bring Clay back as a coach. Don't bring him back as a starting pitcher. I think that ship has sailed. But you bring in these guys who've who've seen all these other situations and can give that knowledge to the kids so they don't have to go through the learning experiences of the other ones because they've got guys who have already been there, done that, can teach them how to deal with it before they have to learn it the hard way. So, I think again, it may not come this off season cuz I don't think the Blue Jays are going to compete in 2020. 2020 is going to be when they get Nate Pearson ready, when they get um start filtering through some of these pitching prospects that they have to try and find some guys who might be able to come in. Obviously, they're going to augment in free agency. They should be augmenting in free agency. If they don't augment in free agency and sign a guy for for like a four year deal who can be a starter down the line, like an Anibal Sanchez, like a Max Scherzer deal. Obviously not that expensive for Scherzer. They're not going to get Cole. They're not going to get Strasburg. But Getting a guy in there who conceivably can be a part of that rotation when this team is going to be good. Who can be that guy who say, go out there and give us seven innings in this playoff game. That's going to be the key. That's going to be part of what this organization needs to take that next step and be a playoff contender and be a pennant winner and be a potential World Series champion. Because, <laughs> I mean... Blue Jays were one win ahead of Washington in May, and obviously Washington went on the run of dead. So it's not impossible, but it, it's going to take some learning. It's going to take some some admitting that, you know, they they need to look elsewhere to find the answers, and hopefully they do so, because it would be a lot more fun to be celebrating a Toronto Blue Jays World Series win than a Washington Nationals win. Although, both are infinitely better than celebrating a Houston Astros series win. Let's not get that twisted. Anyway, those are my takeaways for the Blue Jays to learn from this postseason. If you have your own thoughts on what the Blue Jays should learn, and if it's signed Garrett Cole, you can just keep that opinion to yourself. Not going to deal with that. But... If you have any other other things that the Blue Jays should take away from this postseason, hit me up at A underscore J underscore Andrews on Twitter. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, but they let you get in touch with me and let me know what you think the Blue Jays should take away from this. Um, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode like when we end up double pumping after a long break like this one. And make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Locked on Jays. Make sure you have that security blanket so you don't miss an episode. Anyway, I look forward to the upcoming episode where again, I I I will get to Anthony Bass at some point. How can we not talk about the guy replacing Ryan Dull on the Blue Jays 40-man roster? Yeah, I know. I forgot Ryan Dull was on the 40-man roster, too. I forgot he was a Blue Jay. But anyway, until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at com, I'm EJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.